Hey gorgeous, it's Denise here and before we get started, I've got a question for you. Are you feeling fired up about your money goals for the rest of the year or are you feeling a bit of a mid-year slump? Well, I get it. It's also the end of the financial year here in Australia, so I've actually got a special mid-year offer for you to come and join us in Money Bootcamp. You might have heard about Money Bootcamp. It is really the most inspiring community and course that can be the catalyst to help you make this your best money year ever. And you'll be amazed at how quickly things can shift when you clear your money blocks and drop your negative money habits that you don't even know that you're doing. Money Bootcamp is an investment that can pay for itself multiple times over so you can get moving towards your goals quicker. We've helped over 9,000 members to make money and change the world. And our community is waiting to cheer you on as well. And if you join this week, you'll get access to our special monthly coaching call all about resetting your goals and clearing limiting beliefs so we can supercharge the next six months. Plus, for the next few days, you can take advantage of our mid-year offer so you can spread the cost of joining Bootcamp over the next 12 months. Yes, or you can pay in full if you want. I don't care. Just visit denisedt.com slash bootcamp for all of the juicy details and to read all of our beautiful reviews and case studies from some of our current beautiful members. Or message me if you have any questions. All right, mid-year, it is your time. No more excuses and you're ready for the next step. All right, I'll see you in bootcamp and please enjoy this episode of Chill and Prosper. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey gorgeous, it's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. And today we're going into the time machine. Uh, We're going way back. And answering a question that I get actually asked a lot, which is, what would I do if I was starting over today? What different things would I do in my business? Um, So a vet has recently asked that. If you're starting now, what do I do? The online world has changed. You'd have great insights in how to create in the new environment. Um, Lisa asked if you could only give one piece of advice about, you know, what you would do again. Catherine said, if you were to start again, what would you keep? What would you go Without. So I think this is a, a great question and I'm just going to do a little disclaimer at the top to say that, you know, I've been full-time in business for 12 years. I've been in the online space for about 17. Um, you know, I've been an, a, an entrepreneur for a long, long time ever since I started my first business at age nine. And the truth is you can't go back. You know, you're always a product of your time. And when I started my first online thing, um, I wrote an ebook called Internet Dating Tips for Men in 2004. It was a very different space. Like I couldn't just sell an ebook. I couldn't just sell a PDF. Um, I don't think I had PayPal. I had to go through an ebook broker. Like PDFs were giant. It was You couldn't just send someone a PDF. It was really, really difficult. And then when I created my first online course in 2009, you know, there wasn't um, an easy way to create your own website or your own membership site. You know, I had to learn how to code it. I had to do my online webinars with a system called Instant Teleseminar and each call would cost me like $50 because I'd pay by the minute, <laughs> you know. And so there's 
I can look back and I can sort of think, what would I have done differently? But that's always my disclaimer is that I'm in a different time and space and so are you. So if I was starting out now, yes, I would still bring my own personality and my you know resilience and persistence and all that kind of thing, but it is a different space, you know? So that's that's my caveat. The cool thing about that, especially if you're just new, is that you can be super nimble. You can be super nimble. And when I was starting out, I didn't have anything to lose. So I remember like I could just jump on new technologies. I was like, oh my God, Twitter. I'm just gonna be on Twitter. Oh my God, Facebook, this is amazing. Um, Oh, periscopes, I'll just do periscopes in my car all the time. And I didn't have a really fixed view of what I should be doing. And I was just experimenting and playing around. And you might think if you're starting out, you're at a bit of a disadvantage sometimes with you know lack of experience or whatever. But the truth is that technology changes so much that some of the things that are around now, nobody is an expert at them. Nobody knows how they work. So you can be nimble in a way that I cannot be. And let me give you another example of that. When um, you've been in business for as long as I have, even changing systems can be really hard. And I remember when I changed from Infusionsoft to Kajabi. And this was like, oh my God, it took me years to even make the decision because I was like, I've got so many contacts, I've got so many courses, I've got so many automations to change over. And it was like a multi-month, very expensive project just to change my email system, right? To even now, if I wanted to completely change my website or something like that, things like that just take more time because I've been in business longer. And I've got multiple layers of things. I've got systems. I've got ways of doing things that can sometimes be a little bit hard to undo. Whereas if you're new in business, you can jump on the best technology for now. You can jump on what's working now. You can experiment with something and you can be an expert in it in very, very quickly. Like take um, TikTok, for example, right? I've hired people to help me with TikTok because it was a new technology. I didn't have the bandwidth to learn a new technology. I was like, no, uh, I can't because I've seen so many come and go. And so I have hired people, you know, various different people who are experts in TikTok, even when TikTok was only around for like six months to a year, it's because they had the energy and the bandwidth to be an expert in something very, very quickly. Okay, so I – and the reason why I'm saying all of this is because don't discount like newness, freshness, nim- nimbleness. <laughs> is that a word? You know, you can be really flexible and you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes you can just be kind of naive and just and do it. But I absolutely um, – do have some, I don't know, some things I think that are always going to be important in business and also things that I would do differently or if I was starting again, what I would focus on. Okay, so I think um, going back to basics is actually really underrated and I'm seeing a lot of people now, especially content creators, especially Um, I mean, all of us feel like we're content creators, right? I see so many people just focusing on creating very short, snappy content and competing with a lot of people, for example, on Instagram, 
right? Whereas not everyone's businesses are just sold through Instagram. And so I see people neglecting maybe some of the old school forms of marketing, like having really good SEO, search engine optimization, doing long form blog content, doing um, series blog content, doing how-to, step-by-step, information-based stuff, longer videos, podcasts. You know, even I've seen a lot of people kind of neglecting podcasts and longer-form content just to do reels. And I I see the exhaustion. I mean, I don't know if you see it. Let me know if you do. I'm on send me a DM or something, but I'm just seeing this exhaustion from people and I'm feeling it myself of going, oh my God, I should Instagram this moment. Oh, I should Instagram this food. Oh, this is a great moment. I can, I can write a blog post about this or I can write a little reel about this. And really thinking so short term instead of remembering that we're here for the long haul, you know, sending those newsletters out every week, being a consistent um present in presence in people's lives but not just in a really short attention grabby way don't get me wrong i think reels are great i love reels i love social media um but i do see that there's a massive like unexplored area of going back to some of those marketing basics developing those long-term relationships with people developing a bit more substantial content than just the surface stuff. And this is going to be even more so important with a lot of these AI tools that are coming. Because if you think of all these people who can just like shoot out really cheap surface level content, then it's going to be even more important to add your stories, your flavor, your experiences into those things, because that's something that AI cannot replicate. They cannot replicate the story about your grandmother. They cannot replicate the experiences that you had at school and how that relates to your product or service. So um, that's what I would do. And actually, when I was starting out in my business, I did spend a lot more time crafting videos and creating that content. I mean, I've really kind of neglected my YouTube channel the last couple of years because I've been doing more podcasting and really focusing on that, um, you know, short social media content. The other thing too is that I realize um, I've been making this mistake as well. I'm creating all this stuff for Instagram, for example, and not putting it on my blog. And I could very easily go, oh, okay, I'll put that on my blog as well. Or, oh, I've just done you know, another tip about pricing or whatever. I'll add it to my pricing blog as well. And I see a lot of people doing similar things, really neglecting their assets, their websites, um, you know, things that they own, their courses, their f- free content um, in favor of that short fast food type content. Okay, so that's just me, again, seeing it from long term, but also just seeing it as an opportunity, seeing it as an opportunity. And it is an opportunity because so many people, like everyone's tired, you know, everyone's tired. And I I really see it sometimes as like having the energy to do that, especially at the start of your business can be really, really important. Um, the other thing that I would do though, is to go simple. You can't be everything to everyone and you can't do all of the things, you know? And so I feel it too. I'm like, oh God, I haven't looked at my LinkedIn account forever you know and it's like well pick one pick one and 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 like go all in for a little while 
or batch a whole bunch of stuff. Like LinkedIn is a really great example of probably there's some opportunities there that people are neglecting in favor of dancing on Instagram, you know, and you don't have to do all of them. So don't get FOMO and think, oh, but that person's on this, this and this. It's like, yeah, no, don't, don't do it. Um, the other thing too is look for those underserved niches or you say niches in America, if you're in America. Um, a lot of people in my industry are feeling uh, a bit of stress, I think, because there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition for the eyeballs of other entrepreneurs and particularly female entrepreneurs, right? If you're doing something like, oh, I help female entrepreneurs grow their business, you know, it's that's too generic. You know, find something that is very specific and look for maybe those underserved niches and they might be out of the um, the space that you're used to. Okay, so at the start of COVID, um, the pandemic, I remember... Uh, talking to this guy who makes sheds and he makes cubby houses and sheds and things like that. And they were the busiest they'd ever been because everyone was at home and deciding, oh my God, now it's time to do the cubby house. Now it's time to do the shed. And I approached him mid-year and I said, oh, I'm going to do a cubby house for Christmas. And he's like, oh, you're leaving it a bit fine. And I was patting myself on the back going, oh, I'm so organized. And they literally did it like 24th of December because it was super busy, right? And so I was thinking all of my friends who make websites for other female entrepreneurs are feeling the pinch right now because people are going, oh, you know what? My website's okay for now. I'll hold on to it for another year. And so that market had kind of gotten a little bit stale, but they're not looking and seeing that there's all of these businesses who have never had a good website, like this guy's website was, oh my God, and like the photos on it, ugh, just it was just terrible. Like no, there was no information. Like it was so outdated. It was like orange and lime green. And I thought, well, there's some people who probably really need that help right now. Or maybe he needed an ass- like having an assistant or social media or someone to do customer service. You know, like there were so many businesses that, that like really struggled the last couple of years, but there were lots of businesses who did really, really well as well. Another example of that is um, pets, right? How many people do you know got a dog (laughs) who got a pet during the pandemic? And now they're like, oh my God, I need to train this pet. I need to, you know, learn how to, (laughs) I was Googling how to express your dog's anal glands the other day. Don't worry, I did not do it myself. But you know, there's there's so many opportunities if you just um, look for the non-obvious sometimes. And that's what I would do now. I wouldn't necessarily um, go where everyone else is fishing. I would look and go, okay, who hasn't been served? Who is really needing um, my help right now? Who is who is underserved or who where there could be some, some other opportunities? And then other people are going to give up. That's what I really learned in my early years too. I was like, I am in this for the long haul. I am going to have a successful six-figure business and then one day I'm going to be a millionaire. And I was just so determined and so I did the things, right? I was like, okay, I have to be consistent in my marketing. So I did a post on social media every day. I did a newsletter every week. I did like a monthly webinar. I did um, made offers all the time and I wouldn't change that. I would literally go back and do that again. 
um, like I do now. But I would probably be more explicit about it now because now I've got so many different things. I would really just hone down on on that. And by that with a simple system, you'll notice that a lot of people give up and they don't do it. And that's when you can get into things like batching your content and all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's a great thing to do. But I am here and I've been successful and I've made a ton of money because at the start of my business, someone said, you got to send out a newsletter every day, like every week. And I went, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I hear people go, I don't want to. Oh, it's really boring. Oh, I don't I don't have to be consistent in my business. People just want to hear from me when, I, when I'm ready to say something. I go, yeah, cool. But that's not how humans work. Humans forget about you. They need to be reminded. They need to develop a relationship with you. They need to have that consistency, even if you yourself are not consistent. That's why I tell people about batching all the time. So that's what I would do and that's what I've continued to do. All right, let's um, take a break and then I've, I've got some more stuff as well um, and, and advice that maybe you don't expect me to say. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. All right, I'll see you in a sec. Hi, my name is Charlotte Wise and I'm from charlottepink.co.uk, which is a digital marketing consultancy. I help businesses with all of their digital marketing needs and during the start of the pandemic when everything went digital my work went through the roof and I found it very very difficult to juggle work life with also being a mum of two and having to homeschool as well. I started reading Get Rich Lucky Bitch at around about December time 2020 when here in the UK our Christmas was cancelled due to Covid so we weren't able to see family or friends. So things were quite tough, Uh, not just business-wise with the juggle of everything but also personally as well and after I read the book Get Rich Lucky Bitch it completely transformed my way of thinking and I now completely believe in the power of manifesting, being able to manifest your goals through clearing money blocks, through forgiving and it's completely transformed the way that I work too. I now have an office which I've built at the end of my garden which allows me to have work life and home life completely separately. I'm able to juggle and balance being a mum as well as an entrepreneur and I now have someone who helps me at work as well. Life is really great now and I'm now reading Chillpreneur and I can't wait to finish it but I just wanted to say Denise thank you so much for the work that you do. You are fantastic and please continue to do it. Thank you. Okay welcome back. So The question we're talking about is what would I do if I was starting my business from scratch again? And so, you know, I've been in business a long time. I've made a lot of money. I've been very successful. And the idea of starting over, I remember what that was like in lots of ways where, you know, you're you're a bit unsure about things. You're throwing things out, seeing what will stick. And it can be a really lonely time. And so one of the things that I did early on that is still important today is to surround yourself with successful people. And this could be joining a mastermind. It could be joining a local business network. It could be joining Facebook groups of similar people. And it's because it's so easy to get um, pulled off course, to have your confidence knocked. And that was definitely me. You know, I the only people I knew in my life were um were working in jobs. So I had my friends from home, you know, who were 
um, nurses and teachers. And then the people I'd met at university, most of them were consultants. So they were working Deloitte and Ernst & Young and PwC. And I kind of tried that world for a little while, but I knew at heart that I always wanted to start a business. And so my friends from home didn't understand because they'd seen me, especially my friends from like childhood home. They were like, what are you up to now, Denise? Because they saw me at like 9, 11, 12, 15, 17 going, hey guys, let's sell horse poo. Hey guys, let's sell bracelets. Hey, does anyone want to buy my chocolates? Um, And they were just kind of used to me being this flaky entrepreneur. But then my um, friends who were in consulting, they were just like, oh, online business, that sounds so scammy. Like that sounds so weird. Why do you want to do that? Because, you know, they were all getting promoted and getting sent to Amsterdam to work for six months on a project. And I was really floundering. And it wasn't until I found groups of other entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, that was really, really important for me, um, that I went, oh my God, it's possible. And then I saw other people celebrating getting their first client. I was like, oh my God, maybe I can get a client. Seeing people have big launches, oh my God, maybe I could do that. And it slowly became normalized for me to um, talk about business, but also just to see myself succeeding in business. And so if this is you right now, whatever stage of business you're at, wherever you want to go, you need to see it to believe it. You need to see other people who are like you just talking about those things normally without it being aspirational, it becomes normal, it becomes normalized. Instead of fearing, oh my God, look at that person, they're so untouchable, they're so perfect, and then go, oh wow, everyone struggles with this, or oh, that's a great solution. Also, you start when you start to become connected with entrepreneurs, just sharing resources, information, that's how you find out about whose assistant is looking for extra work or, oh, you have to try this person. She, I don't know, does really great astrological readings. The brain trust that you get from being in those groups is priceless. You know, so I would get into one of those groups and people ask, how do I get into a group? You you buy into a group. If you want to work with someone and they have a mastermind or an event or a retreat, you spend the money and you go and be in that group. And sometimes, you know, it's not the thing that changes everything. You still got to do the work, but it's really important. And there are a lot of Facebook groups that you can join that are very low cost or sometimes free to join. And they will really help you just to be around other people in the conversation. So that's what I would do if I was starting again. I would find people who are at the same stage, if not a bit a bit higher, and just what's happening. And I do that now, right? I'm in groups where I earn, I, I don't know if I'm the richest person in the group, but I'm there because I want to keep an eye on what's happening, what's coming up, what's new, what's fresh, what tools are people excited about? What are people, what's happening in the industry? It's just important at every, every stage of it. Now let's talk about money. Okay. Because you can be in business for a long time and not make any money. And I've, I've been there because you're just kind of procrastinating. You're doing things that don't make money. You're focusing on, I don't know, nice to have things. Um, procrastinate branding, you know, you're getting perfectionist about stuff, you're tinkering in the back end, and you really need to focus on income producing activities. 
okay? Getting clients. Getting clients. Selling a widget. Selling your thing. Getting really clear on how you can help people. And and that's it. So if you are a service provider, your income producing work might be getting people on a discovery call with you. Getting people on a, um, you know, a get to know you call. Or if you are selling a product, is getting your product in front of people and and having them buy it, right? And everything else has to kind of go by the wayside. Things that you might go, oh, it'd be nice to do this. No, you can't right now. Just put, just park it, park it on a Google Doc and go, yes, sometime in the future, I will do that. But if you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're trying to do everything, you're procrastinating, you're just not going to make the money, right? So you have to just really focus on that income producing work. Um, when I first started my business, actually what I did to get clients is that I would um, uh, I'd run events. And so I would go to someone who had like a meditation studio or um, a gym or I don't know, a crystal shop. And I'd say, hey, can I run a workshop for your audience? This would still work today, by the way, because people want to come and do events. Say, hey, can I run a free workshop for your audience? It'll be two hours. It'll talk about manifesting and dream boards and, you know, creating your ideal life. And oh my God, I jammed way too much into these workshops. And they'd go, yeah, sure, because I didn't have a newsletter list. I didn't know how to reach people. So I went to people and I said, can I offer you something of value? And they said, yeah, no problem. And so sometimes I'd have four people in the room. Sometimes I'd have 30 people in the room. And at the end of it, I'd say, oh, and by the way, I'm a coach and I've got a special offer at the moment. You can get three coaching sessions for the price of two or whatever it was, right? And people would come up and they would just go, yes, can I sign up? And I went, yeah, of course. And that's how I got my first clients. And even though we live in an online world, I mean, you can do this with online businesses or you can do it with local businesses. Um, You can say, hey, look, can I come and and do this totally free for you as long as I can just tell people my website at the end or just make an offer. And I literally wasn't like, hey, guys, here's a special offer for you. I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate spending this time with you. By the way, I'm a coach. Here's a flyer if you want one. That's, That's as much as I said. That would still work today. And literally, if I had to start again, I would do that again. 100%. 100%, especially if I could find people, that, you know, they already have people there. And also now too, if you think like gyms and dance studios and all of these places, you know, they want to incentivize their members to keep coming. They want to bring people in. Um, a lot of physical spaces want to bring people in. So look for those win-win partnerships and, um, and focus on getting those clients. On the other side of it too is be mindful of costs. Uh, my first year of business, I really spent a bit too much on personal development, (laughs) which I don't know if I would necessarily regret, but I see people do that for too long sometimes, but then not spend money on things that could actually help them make money or that would save them time and energy. Um, like a good example about that is that sometimes I'll try to work with someone and they'll go back and forth. Oh, what day can you do? Oh, no, I that's a different time zone to me. And I'm like, why don't they just pay for an online calendar? (laughs) Like, why? Why? And it's because they're trying to save money. But it's so annoying, right? And I'm like, oh, sometimes we can spend money on things that are nice to have. And so if I was starting again, I would really go, what's going to help me grow the quickest? What's going to help me? Um, You know, like a simple website doesn't need to be, you know, a whiz bang kind of thing. Or simple headshots. It doesn't need to be a whiz-bang thing. 
and really just focusing on on getting those clients. Um, so be you can be smart about it. Be smart about what you're spending money on and making sure that you're not doing it because you know when sometimes people go to a conference or work with a coach because they're like that will make me do the thing, but it doesn't always. You know sometimes it's like cool. You need someone to help you clean your house or you need some childcare so you have some time to do the thing. You know so. Um, I I think really at the start of my business too, hiring a cleaner was really smart because Mark was in a in a full time job and he'd come home and he'd go, oh, I thought you'd put on some towels, and I'd go, oh my god, I d- it didn't even occur to me <laughs> to clean the house while I was here, and then it was like, oh well, we have to do it on the weekends now, and so we hired a cleaner to help us, and then I could just be like, no, well, I'm I'm really focusing on the business because that's where I want to make my money and. You know, so that that was yeah really important for me. I think at the start, even though my business wasn't making a lot of money, spending money in a few things like that felt really symbolic. I really did. Okay, so that's really that's my honest answer, right? Of what I would do is is um, go simple, go back to basics, be nimble, find something cool that you like, um, look for underserved niches, follow a simple system. But here's the other thing too that maybe you wouldn't expect me to say is it's okay to have a job while you're starting your business. It's okay to have a part-time job when you're starting your business. Um, You know, maybe it's contract work or it's something like that. And I know a lot of people who've done this the last couple of years and they've been almost ashamed to talk about it. But if that's what you've got to do to regulate your nervous system, you know, to pay your bills, not put all this pressure on your new business to make money straight away, then there's nothing wrong with it. You know, and I think too, it's finding those things that maybe are complementary to your skills. I know lots of kind of artists and graphic designers who've just taken on, you know, one corporate client, you know, just two days a week or something um, as a part time or, you know, something that you used to do that you can just take on some contract work. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, my first year of business, I took on some TV production work. It was really random, but um, it's no big deal. It's not forever. You don't have to be ashamed of it. But I think that's a, you know, if I was starting again and, you know, knowing what I know now where it can sometimes take a little while for things to, um, you know, to get that traction, is I'd be fine. I'd just take a job for a little bit knowing that it was temporary. And I've, I've done this, you know, even before I went full-time in my business, I would, you know, try and work on my business, but I would ha- have all these jobs. You know, I worked at the O2 Stadium um, in London for ages. I would do TV extra work. Um, you know, I worked part-time at a charity, all of those things just to make sure that I knew I could contribute to my household. I could, you know, spend money, get my hair done without guilt, but also it didn't mean that I sat there feeling paralyzed and scared that my business wasn't making money. So that's, yeah, I would totally do that again. And there's no shame in it. So let me know, um, what other questions you have around that? Like, what would I do differently? Um, would I still focus on money mindset? I think it took me a little while to get there. So I would still focus on like, how can I help people? You know, I'd probably start out doing coaching again or something like that. So go easy on yourself. Know that you can be nimble. And remember, sometimes that beginner's mind is just so, so powerful. All right. So I have one more final thought for you after this final break. So don't go away. My name is Christina Wooten of Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, and I absolutely loved Get Rich Lucky Bitch. 
A friend of mine recommended it to me a few years ago, and it illuminated so many blocks that I didn't realize were lurking around. I've mentioned my love for Get Rich Lucky Bitch a couple of times on my own podcast when we talked about the spirit of money, for example. Thanks, Denise. Hey, welcome back. Um, So I think this is a great quote, no matter where you are in business, whether you are, you know, starting out or you've hit a bit of a lag or you're kind of, you know, experienced. It's always good to come at things with a beginner's mind. And I love this quote. So it's by Shunryu Suzuki from a book called Zen Mind. Uh, Beginner's Mind, Informal Talks on Zen Meditation and Practice. It says, in a beginner's mind... There are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. If your mind is empty, it's always ready for anything. It's open to everything. Isn't that just so interesting? And I think sometimes we can get a little bit stagnant and cynical in our businesses. And so it's always good wherever you are to go, wow, let's start afresh and see, you know, there's many possibilities that I can go to next instead of thinking, oh, no, I can only do one thing. So isn't that cool? All right, so embrace that beginner's mindset and know that there are so many possibilities, so many possibilities for you, and you really can do whatever you want. That's my best advice is many times I I had no idea what I was doing. I felt like a fraud on the inside, but somehow people believed me because I really came at everything um, with an authentic heart. And I was always surprised that people were just, they just believed me, you know, and they were really keen to hear what I had to say and all the bad things that I thought people would, I don't know, shun me or like, you don't know what you're talking about. It didn't happen because I just, I think they could just see my heart and I was trying, you know, and that's, that's my best advice is that just keep on going. No one's going to stop you. <laughs> they really won't. All right, my gorgeous. I will see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.